You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> the client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, November 26th. I'm Donald Ware. I'm going to say happy birthday to my beautiful wife, whose birthday is today. Got a lot to get to. Just as a note, tomorrow's HBCU Football Daily Podcast will be the last podcast of the week. I'm going to enjoy Thanksgiving. I'm going to enjoy Thanksgiving on Thursday. And then on Friday, I know she's going to want out, go out and do some shopping and that type of thing. So going to enjoy that as well. We'll have the weekend edition of From the Press Box to Press Row. As a matter of fact, we're going to be joined by the head football coach at Southern, Dawson Odoms, as Southern is going to take on Grambling in New Orleans with the SWAC's Western Division on the line. Before we get to, and so that's one thing that's going on. Uh, another thing that's going on, uh, we're going to talk about today the HB or the Box to Row uh, coaches and media polls, the HBCU coaches and media polls. And then also Daryl Johnson Jr. plays for the Buffalo Bills, formerly of North Carolina A&T, the reigning uh, box to row Willie Davis defensive player of the year was a seventh round draft pick uh, back in this past year's NFL draft is making an impact. Uh, the Bills going to play on Thanksgiving uh, as a matter of fact. So, I'm going to replay part of that interview. I'm going to replay that interview actually in its entirety with Daryl Johnson of the Buffalo Bills today on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Let's take a look at our Box to Row National Players of the Week. First up, uh, Bethune-Cookman running back Isaac Washington uh, had a really, really good game. 12 carries, 104 yards, 8.7 yards per carry, had the game winning touchdown as Bethune-Cookman defeated Florida A&M 31-27 in the Florida Classic. Our other, uh, or another, Box to Row National Player of the Week, wide receiver punt returner Chris Rowland of Tennessee State had 12 receptions, 148 yards, and a touchdown, 161 multi-purpose yards in the football game um, as the Tigers defeated Tennessee Tech 37 to 27. As a matter of fact, Chris Rowland leads FCS with 1,949 multi-purpose yards. Um, he is also uh, leading in terms of receiving yards 1,437 and has 104 receptions on the season, which is second in all of FCS. And by the way, uh, Chris Rowland also invited to participate in the NFL PA uh, All-Star game that the NFL PA has um, as well. So congratulations to Chris Rowland. The third box to row national player of the week. And yes, we have three this week because this is the last week of box to row national players of the week for football. Arkansas Pine Bluff 
running back Taylor Porter, 30 carries, 197 yards, and two touchdowns as the Golden Lions defeated Texas Southern 45-13. to Taylor Porter now over 1,000 yards on the season for the second straight year. So let's take a look at the, the HBCU coaches and media polls. So uh, we have a split poll. Um, and we'll start with the coaches poll. Alcorn State is number one. Alcorn State is number one, received 13 of 20 first place votes. Followed by North Carolina A&T at number two, received one first place vote. The former number one, Florida A&M, is number three, received five first place votes. Followed by South Carolina State at number four, the Bulldogs received one first place vote. And remember, the Aggies and the Bulldogs share the MEAC championship. Southern rounds out the top five. Six through ten looks like this. Bethune-Cookman, Grambling, Alabama A&M, Prairie View A&M, and Alabama State. In the media poll, North Carolina A&T is number one. North Carolina A&T number one in the media poll received the majority of the first place votes followed by Alcorn State at number two who received the second amount of first place votes. South Carolina State receiving one first place vote is number three. Florida A&M received two first place votes is number four and Bowie State again losing just its first game of the season was number two dropped to number five. Six through ten looks like this. Southern, Grambling, Bethune-Cookman, Savannah State, and Virginia State rounds out the top 10. So if you look at these polls, uh, especially let's look at the media poll, you have North Carolina A&T moving up from number four to number one this year. And I know a lot of people are going to make uh, make a deal about, okay, well, Florida A&M um, was number one. Uh, defeated North Carolina A&T. So, and, and really you can look at this in the uh, coaches poll as well. So why should Florida A&M um, be below North Carolina A&T? I mean, I think when you look at these polls, I think that you have people that vote in these polls, the coaches and the media, and they vote various ways. Sometime you have uh, you have uh, the, the participants that will look at, OK, what does the poll look like this particular week and um, where am I, I going to rank uh, the specific schools based upon what happened um, over the weekend? You have some people that will vote in such a way, whereas they have they don't look at the poll from week to week. They have their own ballot from week to week and they'll make adjustments to that ballot based upon what happened in various football games. Uh, you know, the voters uh, with respect to our polls, the voters vote and we allow for the voters to vote. We don't interfere with that in the least. And um, so the voters, the coaches in the coaches poll decide um, where the uh, teams are ultimately ranked on a week to week basis and ultimately decide uh, the national champion. Uh, as well the same way in the media poll. So I think it's an interesting poll. Um, I, I, I ha really have not much of a problem with um, with uh, with the way that uh, the voters voted in the respective polls um, as well. Um, you know, Bethune-Cookman moved up one spot 
in the coaches poll, but Bethune-Cookman was not even ranked in the media poll, moved up from not being ranked to number eight in the media poll, and probably rightfully so with a big win over Florida A&M. Essentially, A&T and Florida A&M flip-flop places. I know that'll be a big point uh, of contentions. I think you have to look at it from a week-to-week basis. I think you know, I think the argument can be made in the media poll uh, for A&T that uh, number one, Bethune Cookman in the media lost to a team that wasn't ranked. Uh, number two, even though Florida A&M beat A&T head to head, you look at what A&T did to Bethune Cookman two weeks ago, defeated Bethune Cookman 47 to 17, whereas Florida A&M lost to Bethune Cookman. And then I think the other thing that played into it was the fact that North Carolina A&T beat its arch rival badly, North Carolina Central. So I think all of those play a factor in the poll. Your thoughts. You can hit me up, uh, really, if you want, via my Twitter account, my personal Twitter account, at dware one at D-W-A-R-E, the number one, also at box to row uh, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. Again, had a chance to catch up with Daryl Johnson, now of the Buffalo Bills, formerly of North Carolina A&T, uh, on this past weekend's edition uh, from the press box to press row, had a chance uh, to talk with him uh, about uh, his progression, uh, ultimately why he uh, decided not to come back for his senior year and ultimately decided uh, to enter the NFL draft and then ultimately about how the Bills are playing so far this season. Um, I feel like, you know, we're playing pretty well right now, you know, uh, we still got a lot of work to do. Um, you know, we still got a, a lot of games left, you know, so you just got to continue to work uh, every day and, and get better and come together as a team and put it all out there on the field. No question about it. Of course, you're going to be on the road uh, on Sunday taking on the Denver Broncos who have sort of uh, been up and down this year. For you, how are you making the adjustment to the National Football League and more specifically to the Bills? Oh, man, the adjustment, it's been it's, it's been going good. You know, I'm learning every day from these older guys, um, trying to soak everything in, or, you know, just, just trying to learn. That's, that's, that's the, you know, the main part about it, uh, learning. So that's what I'm doing right now. And then after a while, I, you know, get adjusted real well. Yeah, no, no question about yep, it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you know, if if I look, if I let, let me take you back to October six at the Titans, it was a fourteen to seven win uh, by the Bills. You had three tackles in that game and your first sack in the National Football League. Talk about that day specifically for you. Oh man, that that was an awesome day. You know, my first career sack. Uh, you know, and didn't get the chance to get the uh, the game ball for special teams, and, and that was wonderful. Uh, you know, I just went out there and played, played. You know, for the team. You know, we was trying to make it, we was trying to make sure we uh, clutch a win before we go on our bye week, and you know that's what we had to do. Yeah, no, it was a super big win um, for you guys and a big day for you, no mm-hmm. doubt about that. What, 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 what about special teams? So you're playing special teams also. That's nothing. That's something. I don't think you did that at ANT, right? Uh yeah, I started out yeah ANT my career that's where I started out on all the special teams. Okay, so after my red shirt for after my uh, red shirt year that my uh, red shirt freshman year, I was on uh, special teams. Okay, so how is it sort of getting back acclimated to that? Uh, it ain't it didn't take much, you know. I I, I kind of figured, you know, me being a rookie and you know uh, 
I kind of figured that was going to be my role. So I came in with the intentions of, you know, be one of those top special teams guys. You know, I'm trying to fill that role right now. So, Yeah. Daryl Johnson Jr. in his first season in the National Football League with the Buffalo Bills, former seventh-round draft pick, joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Let me take you back a a little bit, Daryl, if I may, uh, to maybe around this time uh, last year where, you know, you were with A&T. A&T went to the Celebration Bowl, ultimately won it. You made a decision to forego your senior year to enter the National Football League draft. What is it that, that led you to make that decision? Man, uh, just, just a business decision, you know. Uh, a lot of things, you know, I, I'll forever end up in North Carolina A&T, but, you know, a lot of things could have happened. I could have went back and got hurt or, didn't have the year that I had, you know, or didn't get defense player of the year, things like that. So I just made, I, I just prayed about it. And, you know, God said, don't, you know, told me not to go with my comfortable decision because going back to A&T was comfortable for me instead of going with, you know, I'm going with something uncomfortable and see where it takes me. And that's what I went with. I went with the uncomfortable decision and just worked my butt off, man. I knew I had to work. I was, when I started training, I was 230 light so i'm like dang you know people looking at me kind of crazy <laughs> work i worked my butt off stepped on the scale at the combine i was like 253 so you know things just worked out man just god is good god is good no it's no question about wait a minute i thought you were playing at 240 the whole time you were 230 so talk about game man that's because you're talking about and, and you're right i mean you're talking about what was that the latter part of april uh oh yeah. no 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 i'm sorry the the the, dra- the uh combine was in february so speak to putting on 23 pounds in what three months yeah man it's it, you know uh, i got a, a good trainer chip smith uh, down in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, you know, he put me on with the right people, eating the right things and stuff. When you start eating the right things and taking care of your body, man, it, it's crazy what your body could do. And my body just took it all in and, you know, and it went from there. Wow. Man, that yep. is that is awesome. So m- maybe it didn't get off for the greatest start for you. I know you participated in the 40 time, and then I guess you, you got hurt. Oh, yeah. Talk about that, man. What, what was your feeling at that point after you had made the decision to leave and then you get hurt during the combine? Uh, I just kept my head on. I, I knew, you know, everything happened for a reason. So it just, you know, God was telling me it just wasn't meant for me to perform at the, at the combine. So I just kept my head on, got healthy, went back and trained. And, you know, pro day, I wasn't all the way healthy, but, you know, I did what I had to do to, you know, impress the coaches, I guess. And that's what that's what it is. Yeah. No, then the draft comes out, I guess, latter part of April, maybe beginning of May. And, and you know, the rounds are going by and your your name yeah. is not being called, man. What, what were your thoughts at that point? Uh, Well, I just kept my head up, um, told my mom, dad, we all in, you know, they kind of, you know, kind of sad, thinking my name wasn't going to get called. I was like, man, something going to happen, you know, whether it's, um, I go undrafted, I just have to get it out the mud, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I just kept my head up, and, man, when I see my name go across the screen, man, I was just blessed, man. I, I just kind of blacked out, and I was like, man, I can't believe this. It's crazy. And, you know, and I came to a wonderful team. Good people, good fans, man. It's, just, it's crazy. It's crazy. 
no question, a beautiful thing. Daryl Johnson, Jr., formerly of North Carolina A&T, now with the Buffalo Bills, joins us here on the program. The Bills are on the road on Sunday um, taking on the Denver Broncos. I mean, we, we talked about sort of the adversity, but then some good things began to happen for you. Uh, you were in camp and doing well in camp and so well that ultimately Buffalo traded – you know, uh, a, a guy that that uh, was a defensive end, and it, you, you know, we'd have to think that's because of the progression that you were showing. So, talk about that, and you know, being in camp and just progressing each and every day. Well, man, in camp, I I really didn't get into all the number things. I just went out there, man, and had fun, and was happy that I was playing at the highest level. So I was just out there, just having fun, and just being me, you know, and. You know, just doing everything that the coaches asked, and just they told me not to worry about no number game. So that's what I did, and I just played football, man. And everything just kind of, you know, when you when you having fun doing something, man, it's it's crazy what you could do. You know what I'm saying? So just playing free and and going out there making a couple plays. So that's what happened. Yeah, when you were able to sign that contract, uh, describe the feeling for us. When I signed that contract. Uh, the feeling was, it's just the beginning, you know. Uh, I haven't did nothing yet, you know. So I'm just, hey, I'm I'm I'm, I'm ready to see what's what's to come. <laughs> yeah, who are some of the guys that you sort of lean on, look up to as they, uh, you know, some of the older guys as you mentioned that help you that are helping you to develop. Uh, definitely, uh, Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes. Uh, uh, he, he's a guy. He teaches me everything man everything that i need to know like he lets me know that you know everything gonna be good you know when i you know what i'm saying so it's jerry hughes is the guy that i look up to the most then you got other guys like shaq lawson trent murphy all those guys man star those guys i look up to those guys man they teach me everything and trying they trying to get get me right yeah no question last couple of thoughts with Daryl Johnson, and we appreciate the time. There's obvious differences between being a student athlete and a athlete, meaning college uh, to pro. Speak to some of those men and in, in, in the differences uh, uh, between the two. It's definitely a job, you know. It ain't, it ain't like college where you go back and you get you uh, you go to class, get your mind off football. It's all all day, you know. It's all day football, all day just you know grind, grind. So you gotta. When you come, you better be ready to grind. You can't be a guy that just want to be average. You got to try to be more than average, better than that. Yeah. So, it's work, man. It's for guys who work, man. That's, that's all I can say because you're working all day football. It ain't, you, it ain't no math problems or nothing like that. It's just football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no question. You've put in the work. Last thought. Your thoughts, uh, A&T needs this one against the Eagles, who are a tough football team. Uh, you've been in this you've been in this rivalry for many years, have won two out of uh, out of three. Um, and I think, it was, yes, right, you were a redshirt year that, that first year. But just just your thoughts, um, and, and I know you still keep up with A&T. Uh, I wish I could put on the pads again <laughs> and play in that game, man. That's the fun game. Um, you know, I, I believe in those guys and, you know, they they know not to go out there, you know, because Central, they, you know, they're going to try to come out. They're going to play their best game. So we just got to come prepared to play and, and do what we do, play play A&T football, Aggie Pride, baby. 
Daryl Johnson of the Buffalo Bills. So that wraps it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget tomorrow, the last podcast for the week. And also on the weekend edition of From the Press Box, the Press Row had a chance to catch up with Saints starting left tackle Teron Armstead, formerly of Arkansas Pine Bluff. And you'll hear that interview on tomorrow's edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't keep the HBCU Football Daily Podcast a secret. Tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast where they can listen online at BoxToRow.com. Also download at BoxToRow.com as well as iHeartMedia. Talk with you tomorrow. Cause I can into things that I'm gonna do. Why?